everyone. Welcome to Is It Wet, the podcast that is also not as good as the movie Jaws. I'm Sophie. I'm Caitlin. And today we are joined by a fellow comedian, writer, performer, and professional lover of both sharks and humans, BJ Jaranyama. Hi, BJ. I'm very happy to be here. I even jumped the gun to say that. Would you say you jumped the shark? (laughs) No, that means something different, I think. (laughs) That would mean that there was a period, at least in this, either in this podcast or in this movie, where where it was beloved and great. And then it it jumped the shark. And I don't, I don't know if that's, that's possible in what, in the movie that we're talking today. Also in the movie, there was no jumping of sharks. The sharks were doing the jumping. The sh- oh, yes. yeah. They were getting height like I've never seen. I mean, and then just like a like a snow fox or Arctic fox or whatever, just <laughs> just like sloops their entire body over a over a, a human. Uh, but before we get into the movie. Well, first of all, the movie that we're doing oh, yeah. <laughs> is the 2016 made-for-television horror film, Damn Sharks, and that is D-A-M. Yes, D-A-M, Damn Sharks, as in like a beaver dam, and uh, and so this movie was chosen by BJ. Now, BJ, did you see this movie when it came out? So... I had worked with Sophie on some other comedic projects, and she told me about uh, this podcast, Is It Wet? So I thought it was just a movie based on wet movies, which it is. (laughs) But I hadn't listened to the podcast beforehand. And now I realize you guys use wet in three different ways. From what I can tell, I watched the Blade, or I listened to, the Blade podcast, the Scooby-Doo podcast. And what I get is that you use wet as to be moist or wet or mm-hmm. dampened. Yep. But you also use wet sometimes to be cool or in a sexualized version. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> but sometimes, and I don't know if y'all recognize this, but you use wet as a negative <laughs> Or something against the mark. Okay, okay. <laughs> I I think so, that's I think that's fair. I think that we use <laughs> I think that we use wet in so many different ways and sometimes we are disgusted by it and we're like, yeah, it's wet. And sometimes we're like, hell yeah, that was wet. And there seems to be just a rhyme or reason that exists, may- maybe only in our heads, but, you know, wetness. Yeah, and we did say in our first episode that it wasn't sexual, but it has, it is pretty sexual. I think that we should probably <laughs> admit, Caitlin, I think that we should come clean that this podcast is, certainly, is fairly sexual. C- certainly at times, it, it yes, definitely yeah. is. And... I think all of the points that you made are so accurate, BJ. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, the things that I'm we are pointing out as negatives because they're wet and positives because they're wet, all of it, I think ultimately, 
I am glad it's in the movie at the end of the day. Like whether whether it's we hate it and it's a negative and it's in the movie, I'm still glad it's in the movie because overall it makes it just such a wet experience. And I hope that that's what people take away. I agree. I love the podcast. Big fan. Oh, thanks, BJ. Oh, this is going to be so fun. Um, so, okay, before we get into the uh, movie, which I really want to, we like to start off the episodes by talking about something in the past week that struck us as wet, whether that's some media, like a movie, TV show, book we, we read that was wet, or, or something physically wet that happened to you in your week. It can be as literal or esoteric as you would like. Um, and we can go first to, to sort of kick it off. And this week, mine was a fun one because it isn't always. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's horrifying. That, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's very, sometimes it's like <laughs> autoimmune things that our body has decided to, did to, yeah, um, you know, I have scalp psoriasis. I, there it is. I, we yeah. said it and it's fine. Um, <laughs> No, my wet point this week was that on Hulu, there are episodes of Hot Ones, which is a fantastic, uh, I guess, interview show uh, that it, like an Internet, a YouTube show. Uh, but honestly, now it's a meme generator. Is it? OK, <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yes. So, yes. Uh, Internet show meme generator hot ones. I, I have caught it in the past, but Hulu just decided to dump a bunch of them on not all of them and not even a whole lot, but just mm -hmm. like 10 episodes. <laughs> and I watched them. And so it's just, you know, I like the host of it is fine. He's delightful. But the people who work on it, um, including him, are just they're so fun and they come up with really fun bits and and questions mm -hmm. and angles to to ask these celebrities questions that they normally wouldn't get asked. They normally mm -hmm. don't get asked. And all while eating comically hot uh, wings of their meat and or non meat choice. And. It's just celebrities just like getting really just gooped up and just they're sweating. Their noses are running into their mouths. They're crying. Uh, Shia LaBeouf just like cries into his mouth. And it's like every orifice is oozing into their mouth. And then they all just like drench themselves in milk. And even the ones who say they're not yeah. going to do that, yeah. they all end up just like pouring milk all over themselves. So. It was, it's great. I love, have, I love that one. Have you ones. seen the one with Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, that one's good. He it gets angry. Like he, he freaks I would assume the so. fuck out. <coughs> now I feel like I've just swallowed a fucking mouthful of bandages. He pulls out a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Oh yeah. Pours, pours like, pours it into like a glass, like all the way up and just chugs it. Which again, I get it. Gordon, I have terrible heartburn. That's another feature on this show. Is, is uh... no, no, don't let Gordon get away with that. <laughs> we flame him. That fucking donut. Yeah. Oh, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. He d um... I expected more from him. Honestly, <laughs> he's the only one that has like brought Pepto Bismol to the table. I know. I'm pretty I know. sure. That is a pro move. I will yeah. get that. Yeah, he came prepared. He did. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one was Idris Elba. 
Oh, oh they watched yeah. that on Hulu. <laughs> watch that one. I gotta. I love Great them. Great memes come from that one. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's what I'm doing right after this. Um, <laughs> but uh, Sophie, what what happened? What was wet this week for you? Again, I don't. You know, I don't leave my house, so nothing nothing happened to me. <laughs> but uh, uh, I did watch something that was very wet, and. People are going to think I'm really a fake vampire aficionado, um, but I've never seen The Lost Boys. And so I saw it for the first time. And it's very, it's very good. Uh, it, I am ashamed I haven't seen it because it, it checks a lot of boxes for me. Uh, like, not only is it vampire, it's uh, Joel Schumacher, who we got to do. We got to do some Schumacher because. Oh, yeah. How haven't we? He's such a drippy guy director. He was a drippy guy, a very aesthetic guy. And this movie, it's just like it begins like one of the first scenes is there's this oiled up saxophone player um, <laughs> just performing on a boardwalk for a bunch of surf weirdos. It all takes place. It's basically about like 80s beach boardwalk vampires. Like that's the aesthetic. And so everyone has curly mullets with like the little dangly Ooh. earring. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland is like the mate. He's got bleached blonde hair and he like sleeps upside down with his disgust. He's got like these disgusting monster feet. Um, so yeah, it was working for me on like many levels. I was like, uh, oh yeah, it was it was really working for me. Um, there's also a scene where there's like plucky Stranger Things Spielberg teens oh, in it. Yeah. Well, I also think like Stranger Things probably nods to that oh, specific yeah, movie every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. It's like reverse engineering, like going back and seeing what inspired Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never seen it. So you're motivating me oh, to see it. Oh, it's great. It's great. There's, so there's a scene where the teens, they dissolve a vampire in a bathtub of holy water, just like in Breaking Bad. It's like literally the same, <laughs> the same scene as Breaking Bad. And then his blood, I guess the vampire's blood, just comes shooting out of all the plumbing in the house. And it's just like... Shooting? It's shooting. Just like... Oh. And it's just... Uh, it just... It warmed the crackles That's so of my heart. so on brand for us, yeah. too. Just like blood squirting through tubes and <laughs> like sewer pipes. That's so on brand for us. We love sewer pipes here, BJ. If you know any good sewer pipes, just like let us know. Let us know. I will. Okay. <laughs> That's where we'd like to hang out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if yeah, also if you know any like mullet '80s bad boy vampires that hang out in sea caves, yeah, might be tough right now. But it's I'm true. going to do my due diligence. Thank you, okay. thank you, BJ. I appreciate. It. And so, BJ, what what do you think now? Uh, thinking back at your week, what do you think was wet about it, if anything? Well, my week was dominated by one thing and one thing only, which was the search for the PlayStation 5. <gasps> oh, tell me about it. Are you guys are aware of what's been happening in that? I have. And I got to tell you, I only play Nintendo because I have like the skill level of, at video games of a small child. I like them. I just like am so bad at 
at anything involving like a shooting game, especially. Mm-hmm. And th- so I don't need the PS5, but I get <laughs> it. Like I get mm-hmm. the people it would if I didn't have a switch, a Nintendo switch, I would I would understand and feel the same way. So, yes, I get it, too. Yeah. So I'm also not the biggest gamer. I like playing games, but it's more casual. Mm-hmm. But all my friends are like, we got to get the PlayStation 5. We're going to play Call of Duty. We're going to play Cyberpunk and oh, all yeah. this stuff. Been hearing about that one. Exactly. Since November 12th, I've been trying, not just me, me and my wife have been trying every single day. Walmart, Target, Sam's Clubs, BJ's, PlayStation Direct online and on ground we've been trying everything we can't get it nowhere i've been watching this like 23 year old indian (laughs) kid and apparently he's doing a live stream every day for people in the u.s and canada who are trying to get playstation 5s and i've been watching that from 2 to 6 p.m every day every time there's a drop i get on and i get nothing That does seem extremely wet because mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. you're constantly grasping at something that like you, you at this point, you don't even really know if you want it. You know, <laughs> it, it's it, but you're still grasping at it and it's constantly mm-hmm. just you're watching it slip through your fingers uh, while watching these streams. That is that is very wet. And, you know, the game I've seen that uh, footage of that cyberpunk game. That is a wet game. <laughs> If it's not, I mean, yeah, starting with, I know Keanu Reeves plays a big role in it, um, but starting there and, and going up is just so, so many wet things about that game. Oh, man. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think any, like, craze for something that's sold out is very wet, like Tickle Me Elmo. Mm-hmm. Furby. The toy and jingle all the way. <laughs> I love that Tickle Me Elmo was the first thing. <laughs> uh, Beanie Babies. I think like anything like where it's like, I you got to think it's somewhat manufactured because they could just like, yeah. they could have made more. I mean, I'm not going to tell them how to make a PS5, but like, <laughs> did they not know? It was going to be popular. You knew the supply and Sophie, demand. Sophie, I want you to go to Japan right now. <laughs> get Sony to make more. Just just email them. Um, have you thought of making more? Like, uh, yeah. So wish me luck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, luck. I do. I do. You'll have to keep us updated. <laughs> so, so it. what's the deal? Like, like they just didn't make it. <laughs> I think it's it's honestly COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. oh, right. Online, right, that whole thing. the bots have just been taking over everything. Mm-hmm. And then on the reseller network, they've been uh, selling it for like $1,500 yeah. Yeah, US okay. dollars. Yep. Well, I think yeah. we should do an ongoing uh, section. Maybe we'll text you every week and be like, have you got one yet? And then we'll announce it on the pod. Yeah, we'll give an update. Yeah. yeah. We'll have yeah. to we'll have to come up yeah. with what the title of that segment's gonna be. Because um, it'll happen next episode will be the first one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a musical sting. It'll be good. Oh, yeah. I'm here. All right. Um so all right, let's do it. Let's get into damn sharks. Let's bust open this human body part damn and get into it. Yeah. <laughs> So, BJ, did how did you 
have you seen this movie twice in its entirety? <laughs> and what is your relationship to this movie? Yeah. yeah. I have now seen it twice. Okay, that's, yeah. The reason why I saw it first was because my wife is a huge shark film head. Okay. Like she loves it, loves all of them. So she saw all of the major releases. Okay. And she was like, I want more shark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think the majority of America, honestly, says that because it's we've seen we we it would be remiss of us not to sort of track the history of like how this movie happened which i see as kind of it started with the is it the discovery channel that does shark week i think so yes yes i I think it's discovery Uh and then i think sci-fi does a bunch of shark films during that time right so it started with like discovery channel Mm -hmm. being like i think people like sharks let's do shark week Mm -hmm. and then shark week gained traction and people like sci-fi sort of capitalized on that and they had already been making like this style of movie but like not necessarily sharks (laughs) involved (laughs) and then from there it just like has has spun out of control to the point where well not out of control it's it's all very controlled and formulaic and i love that about these movies (laughs) but yeah that there was this movie happened during sharknado week yeah which is sci-fi's version of shark week so much so that they reference sharknado in the film yeah no i think they even reference sharknado week or it's like yeah yeah. i I was like i couldn't figure out like how much of the fourth wall it was breaking they quite often say like this is out of a bad movie Oh, like, this yeah. is, or they, they, the one character was just like, this is a bad movie. I think we're in a bad movie, guys. <laughs> to which I say, no, you're not. You're in a fantastic feminist uh, shark movie, in my opinion. And we'll get into that. But, <laughs> but BJ, I understand that. I understand your wife's perspective because I've, so as uh, people who watch the podcast may be able to tell what listen to the podcast i in quarantine for some reason i've been consuming every single vampire show movie franchise and i kind of got scared because i there was a big vampire boom in the 90s and the 2000s with like twilight and i texted my boyfriend i'm like are they gonna stop making vampire content and i was like really worried i was like like what if i run out like what am i gonna do and he was like i don't think that's gonna happen i think it's cyclical. It's going to be rebranded in some way. Um, but I, similarly, that I will watch trash if it's like to do with um, in the genre that that for some reason. Yep. So, yep. But so it's good. It's good that your wife is like a, a a shark expert. Where does this rank in her like shark movie ra- rating? Yeah, Ooh, that's a very good question. So I think it's two different ratings, mm-hmm. right? It's on, like, a good movie ranking Mm. system, Mm -hmm. and then, like, how much entertainment that you got. Oh, yes. Yes. From the movie, like, just cinematography, filmography, right at the bottom. (laughs) It is a terrible movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But from the entertainment level that we got and the giggles, we'll put it right in the middle. Oh, yeah. 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 That that makes sense. And... 
I I was thinking the whole time now that you bring up the the visuals and stuff. So the CGI in this movie is bad. <laughs> it's bad. But I was thinking like I I have to imagine that like they have the ability to do better CGI mm-hmm. if they wanted to. Definitely. And I was like I don't think they would if if they could because this movie is like a a particular sort of flavor um and it it's like it's it's a sci-fi original it's there's it's a B something movie. it's supposed yeah. to be be kind of schlocky and cheesy and yeah, yeah yeah i i i think that they would never use better cgi because then it wouldn't be this movie that it is yeah. and it's not trying to be like look how good the CGI in this movie is. That's not what this yep. movie is trying to do. This movie yep. is trying to make this movie. And <laughs> <laughs> it did and what it succeeded. set out to do. It made yeah. a movie. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I also at various points in my life, not and not right now, only because I wouldn't know where to watch it exactly. But back when I used to like have cable, I loved the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Like and specifically sci-fi original movies. Like there is just, oh yeah, there's, there, there's just no, barrier to entry you just like you just take a deep breath and you dive in and like it just you know it's gonna be so bizarre and campy but it never lets you down because of that and i'm excited about this movie because this is the first movie we've done without a dedicated wikipedia page so um, which again speaks speaks volumes of of how special this movie is. Um, yeah, it's also the first shark movie we've done, and I love that we're going this route rather than, again, rather than Jaws or... There's really only, like... That's the Honestly, only good shark movie. <laughs> well, and this movie referenced yeah, Jaws yes, so much yeah, that, like, we're, yeah, we, yeah. we can talk about, about yeah, Jaws yeah. in relation yeah. to this. Um, this movie has no subtlety to it yeah. at all. Yes, no subtlety. And, again, it, like confidently walking yes, around being yeah. like i am not gonna be subtle and it's great i'm i'm here for it so yeah let's maybe let's talk about some characters what are the what are the wet characters we liked um i will say i thought the acting was pretty good in this movie like i like we've seen this is not the movie with the worst acting i thought no, it was no. <laughs> Uh, way better than The Blob, way better than Steve McQueen. Like, all of these characters are putting in a much better effort yeah, than 1950s want to be, Steve We McQueen. want to be very clear, listeners and everyone, every actor in the 2016 movie Damn Sharks is better, a better actor than Steve McQueen. We want to be very, <laughs> yeah, yes. we want to be very clear about that. <laughs> But honestly, yeah. Yeah. It's better than Halloween Town, in my opinion. I know they're animated, but it's better than Thumbelina. Like, honestly. Oh, I totally. Yeah. Again, uh, fuck Thumbelina. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the characters. I loved, I loved Kate. And oh, Kate her, was like, great. Kate was great. I loved Carl. Carl was like, he was giving me like Jack Nicholson, Jeff Bridges. Like, if you like smush them into a man and i loved um okay well i'm just gonna i'm gonna stop talking because i i really enjoyed this movie 
The, it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't, it was bad, but like when you're only mm-hmm. watching this movie because you know what it is like you if you've gotten to press play on this movie like you you kind of know what you're in for and it's not going to disappoint you then Mm -hmm. so I think it's fair that to to really like this movie that's (laughs) that's fine um yeah yeah, BJ what were some of your your favorite characters so Carl I really like Carl's art because at the beginning you saw him you saw like the aesthetic that they gave him. It yes. was like a redneck type of thing. Drippy and you're like, is he going to go very racist? Yeah. I don't know. It could have gone <laughs> either way. But at the way. end, he was great. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was the first the first time you see him. He's a drippy old dude waist deep in a river. Like, <laughs> yep. I love that. I love that visual. I love when it's swampy. I It has hints of bog. Uh, <laughs> while, while we never got a, well, maybe we did get a specific location. I got the sense that, that we were somewhere in California, maybe. Um, he does reference the um, the boss. I'm forgetting his name. Right I don't now. remember but him either. Oh, Tanner Brooks. Tanner. <laughs> mm. He referenced that he got the catering from San Francisco. Okay. 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 Maybe that's where yeah. I'm getting yeah. that from. Uh, but yeah, but because we don't get any specifics, it. I, I love that it's just kind of like a generic kind of swamp river with mm-hmm. mountains in the background. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely Carl is, yeah, introduced, yeah, in a very, like, deliverance fashion, Mm -hmm. and then, like, yeah, and that scene also, like, does not make, (laughs) does not make any sense, and then, and then we're kind of, uh, we get to know his his character, and, again, they're acting, they had to make the premise of the movie, like they had to inhabit that world and deliver these lines. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is way more impressive than like, there will be blood because there will be blood. Like it's that script is very serious. Like Daniel Day Lewis, like we get it. Like you can do this thing. I don't think Daniel Day Lewis could do this movie. I just, no, I don't. <laughs> I agree. And so you just jogged my memory of something when oh, I, so I think the, the like, so two characters who survive. I mm-hmm. I don't remember their names. I think one of them is John, just because like yeah, J- Pullman. It was like Pullman, right? I think that was his last name. Okay. <laughs> um. So him and the uh, publicist. I think woman Stella. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So, so John and Stella are talking, and they they sort of have like a moment where Stella sort of falls for him a little bit and she says she has to deliver the line misanthropic idealist look at you having layers and I was like that's such a bad line to be given and she (laughs) she did it like she was and I watched it several times because I was like oh oh my god I gotta see her try to say this again like she's doing it she's she wasn't like ugh no one would ever say that like right, she right. just goes for it she, and i i 
liked that. And his response was amazing and equally just kind of off. He made it off the cuff in a way that, again, Daniel Day-Lewis could not deliver this line. Like, he would spontaneously combust if he had to say, (laughs) hey, I'm like one of those bean dips. Or like, yeah, hey, I'm like one of those bean dips you eat at a Super Bowl party. You just keep digging and it gets better and better. Which to me is definitely... For me, a critical wet moment to yeah. describe yourself yeah. as a bean dip. Um, it was definitely a spitting game. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I was like, yeah. I've never been told that before. That's a unique <laughs> pickup line. You know, he's trying some different things. You got you to gotta give that to him. All women want is is a man who's a seven-layer bean dip. Exactly. Just a sev- yeah, just got those seven layers... Yeah. Seven layers of uh, stuff. <laughs> I So one of the, a critical wet moment for me was another moment where John and Stella are connecting and it's during lunch. And she says uh, or she like opens a banana <laughs> and she gestures to John like, oh, look how look how bad it is. And it's like a rotten banana. Like the peel is falling <laughs> open. And I'm not talking like it's gone a little brown. It's like it's just mushy and the peel is like falling off of it. And at the end of that scene, she and I, I rewound it a bunch. She like goes back in with her fingers like and then it cuts like she definitely still eats some of that banana and i was like that's so gushy and why is this it's a dedication to the craft it is absolutely one of my uh favorite lines that stella had is when she was talking to kenny kenny also a very critically wet character absolutely and it was they were doing the paintball competition and Kenny hits Stella, and Stella goes, I thought you were from Toronto. Aren't you supposed to be nice? And then she walks away. Kenny hits her with the, pen- with the paintball and says, we are nice. We only shoot at mooses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I also wrote that line down. What a... Kenny, you uh, goopy, you goopy little, little... Not little. He's... He had a little of the the shibby in him. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. He a little dude where's my car energy a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the- what is he a himbo or is he like just I don't know. I don't know. I think he would need to not shoot moose to be a himbo. Like himbo's supposed yeah. to be nice. Um, yeah. And I think he was like a little bit objectifying women. Um, yeah. Which the movie did not really do. Which I was, I was surprised, like, these types of movies, I was really expecting there to be, like, more boobs, boobs and butts. And it was, like, just, no, it was, like, here are, like, two strong women who are going to use, they're going to be the drivers of of what saves everybody. Um, Again, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but also, like, I was just, like, really surprised. I was, like, anyway, this feminist masterpiece... (laughs) Yeah, it, it definitely a feminist masterpiece. It had some boob moments where okay. there's like yeah. he the Tanner like looks at the executive assistant. Oh, yeah, the executive yeah, assistant. That yeah. 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 Um that character was just to objectify. Yeah. 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 And there was like real no <laughs> reason for it. No. 
No, there was no reason for it. And so that's where I have some questions about because it's been a while since I've watched the sci-fi channel. I just I do have some questions about about these movies in general. And that's that the point of these movies seems to be an excessive amount of gore. And, and violence, right? I mean, specifically in regards to the sharks. Uh, but why no one swears ever in this movie? And it just seemed so incongruous with everything else that's happening. Like there's just... It is rated TV 14. Okay. 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 And so that, I guess that's where I just like, I guess I fundamentally maybe differ on, because to me... There's so much blood and sharks eating people in this movie, and that's fine if you're 14. But Carl can only say at one point he's like, holy crap. And I was like, holy crap is not what you would say. And it just kind of it, it like takes me out of the movie just for a little bit, because I just feel like if I'm if if every three minutes I'm watching someone getting torn apart by a shark, I should also get to hear some swear words, yeah, I guess, yeah, is my point. Yeah. Uh, Kaylin, Carl is really a composite character of every single improv character you've ever done <laughs> okay yeah that's a good point he really just goes with his gut he goes with and... his gut he's got a bunch <laughs> yeah. of deer meat in his garage now i want to see more caitlin improv <laughs> oh thank you very much it's very nice to be here today and my name is professor chocolate and see here's my problem with everything is is you he yeah bj it's this is we'll give you a good overview he's always standing waist deep in like a pond or muck or mud um so yeah that definitely checks out suffering from cocaine withdrawal they just they're not getting any pukes and vomits anymore over there by the model and that's into me because because you see that's part uh, of that regular <laughs> yeah yeah i did i i felt carl was a was a kindred spirit i liked him a lot i also feel like what a great character actor that that yeah. drippy that drippy dude is because i've yeah. seen him in lots of stuff i think i you know not anything specific <laughs> that comes to mind but you know i know i've seen him before yeah, on the top of my mind, I cannot think of another sci-fi movie other than Sharknado, mm-hmm. which, like, it's it's just in the name. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm pretty sure I've watched a bunch of them, mm-hmm. especially when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's the target audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely, like, they're, it's, like, intentional, um, trying to, trying to scratch that itch that, like, the room does. Leave your stupid comments in your pocket but trying to like intentionally make it in a in a bottle mm-hmm. and like some sometimes it's successful and i think i think with this movie like uh they were trying to do that and you know what it was an entertaining you know uh it was like competent in a way that yeah. i didn't expect like it told a story uh, it did and yeah. also like to make this movie and not reference jaws would have been ridiculous so of this movie had tons of references to jaws but of course it did and i appreciated all of those things because it would be ridiculous of them to like not reference jaws and i love now maybe i i've only seen jaws once and it was a while ago so maybe i'm misremembering but i think this movie makes it 
clear that this movie takes what they did in Jaws, but like does it better? Meaning when they're referencing like <laughs> shoot, shooting at the tank, that's from Jaws, right? They, when, when you have to shoot the, um, like with a bullet, shoot the something, the oxygen tank or something, and that makes things explode. I think that's referencing Jaws, but then they take that idea and then in this movie, they shoot not just an oxygen tank, but like tons of dynamite with flaming shoot. dynamite in, <laughs> as a bow and arrow. Yep. I got this. Please don't miss. Yeah. And yep. I think that's was that was this movie being like we're going to one up Jaws and <laughs> no one can tell me they didn't do and that. And it was successful. It was better <laughs> than Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about this movie is that in the third act, the publicist, yeah. her name's Stella, becomes like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they 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 plant that little seed very obviously at, in the first act, but you think you never think it's going to pay off to yep, that yep. level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to like Hawkeye yes. from from Avengers level. <laughs> and so I loved BJ last week we talked about um Snowpiercer, so we got very, I don't know if you've seen it, but we got very political about uh, capitalism. And we might have to in this movie, with this movie, yeah. because so to summarize the movie a little bit, there's like an A story and a B story. And one of them is that a bunch of people are, are on a corporate retreat. And they they have like uh, it's for a tech company. And they have like this douchey Tanner Brooks, he's described as like, the 19th richest man in the high-tech app development augmented reality legality pending cryptocurrency industry and he's about to lay off everyone who's not on the retreat and the other story is carl and kate discovering that there are there are bull sharks in the river that are making a dam out of out, uh, out of uh, human limbs. But well, and so there we go, Sophie. You've just taken the only thing I learned about the production of this movie. I couldn't <laughs> okay. find anything about it. The one thing that I learned was that they were bull sharks. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I researched. Yep. Yep. Because yeah. I was like, there's yeah. nothing else to research. There's no... And yeah, you apparently they can go up rivers and... Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's kind of a game changer. I didn't realize that. They do that in Sydney, Australia. <gasps> I know in like the basin and up in the river, they have sharks up there. And that's why I don't go to Australia. Yeah, no, everything there wants to kill you. Everything mm -hmm. is dangerous. Mm -hmm. The creatures are voracious and large. Yeah, I, that's wow. So this could happen is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> this, well, Jaws was based on uh, a series of bull shark attacks in oh, Jersey, okay. like Jersey City. Uh, yeah, apparently kids were just being eaten off of boardwalks. I mean, the, the Not... fact that Jaws, I mean, Jaws is based on shark attacks. Yeah, right? yeah, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Guys, you'll never believe. Sophie could have just you'll lied never right believe now. what Jaws, the origin <laughs> yeah. story of Jaws was. <laughs> okay, so I have a big question about this movie, and you're gonna get mad at me because okay. it's not like a it's not a good question to be asking. Okay. Like it's not. You have to just not ask this question because otherwise the movie wouldn't exist. Yeah. But so so yeah, the these sharks uh, in the. I guess the way you described it is the B storylines. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was more invested in the corporate retreat yes, than, yeah. than the silly shark shark subplot. Yeah, you didn't like Carl and Kate's buddy cop situation. Oh, oh I lo- I loved it, but I was really worried about the people who were about to lose their jobs. It was I, very timely. I know. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. too. But so in the B storyline with the sharks, they have come up river and then realize that there's why would they ever go back out to the ocean because if they just make a dam here they can just keep eating here Mm -hmm. so they start using they start killing humans and using human body parts to build the dam naturally but my question is why can't they just build dams the same way beavers do? <laughs> so this is another example of like, what is the plan? So, yeah. <laughs> so like, we always want to know, like, from the villain, like, what is the plan? And with an an animal, it's it's harder because, like, yeah, I was like, I can't <laughs> wait till we figure out what what these sharks' plan is, and we do, and we do. Yep. And but wouldn't they want like to eat those body parts though? Like, are those s- snacks for later? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was like, the whole thing is they're doing it to have food, but then they're not eating the people that they've. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. They <laughs> are eating parts of the people. They're using the limbs for the dam okay. parts. It's always like, like hands, legs. Mm-hmm. Those are best for dams. Okay. The midsection. Okay. That's that's for the sharks. That's delicious. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I think I would do the same thing if I was in their position. Yeah. 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 And because you're right, it is all it's all arms, Mm -hmm. legs and heads. And those maybe those are like all the extremities and they might they might just want the meat in between. And then maybe like if they're already smart enough to have (laughs) thought out this plan, then they are probably smart enough to, you know, ration their, not, not eat it all in one Mm -hmm. sitting, you know, they can, how dogs do, you know, they can like, they can sort of portion it out and say, you know, we'll eat these after when we build a bigger dam, you know? Yeah. The sharks were honestly on something. I don't know (laughs) if they're watching LeBron James highlights, but they were going straight jump man. Oh, yes, they were. I thought maybe like, so one of my favorite movies is Deep Blue Sea. Um, Yep. My hat is like a shark fit. Yeah. Um, And so I thought maybe like, because those were genetically engineered sharks. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe these, because... They never address the fact that like sharks don't know how to make dams in in real life. <laughs> um, so to me, they have to be like intelligent yep. in, somehow. So I thought may I tried to like a lot of times I really try to like make connections that don't exist mm-hmm. just because like my brain has to do that in order to like justify wasting an hour and a half of my life yep. watching it. And so I'm like, maybe it's like a crossover kind of with. Is it Deep Blue Sea that I'm thinking of? The one with LL Cool J. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And yes, the shark jumps um, up and yeah. eats 
like Samuel L. Jackson makes that, that, that Jackson, speech at the yeah. end and the shark yes. the shark jumps out. It's yeah. not the end. Yeah. It's like, Spoiler alert oh, for that. Yeah. That happens early <laughs> in the say, movie. That's early on, yeah. Now you've seen how bad things can get and how quick they can get that way. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together and we're going to find a way to get out of here. First, we're going to seal off this movie. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Great movie. I, great movie. I, oh. Kaylin, I am keeping a list of, of wild revelations I'm getting about you from this podcast. <laughs> and, okay. and now I've added one of, one of my favorite movies is Deep Blue Sea to that list. Including, including yeah. that one of your favorite things is bo- the concept of bogs. Oh yeah, um, bogs. BJ, you like? Oh, I love. Oh, bogs. thank you. Yes, you like you, you like a bog. Yes. Yes, my my dad is a biology professor, <gasps> and specifically, he does agriculture, and specifically, he studies cranberries in the Cape and southeastern massachusetts so i spent all my summers working and just living on bogs oh my god god. this is this is legitimately like i haven't felt these feelings in a very like this whole quarantine we bj we're gonna talk after this i need i need pictures i need stories i'm so excited i love the idea of a bog i love just berries just hanging out in in juices but it's all it's all clean and good for (laughs) it's yeah yeah, bogs are we need bogs we need the bogs in the biosphere (laughs) (laughs) i agree bj do you have do you have any like good bog bog stories good bog anecdotes good bog stories yeah if you had to just pick Um, one one. podcast because you're you're gonna tell me all of them but for the podcast (laughs) A, a, a good bog story okay Okay, there's this one. Yes. So I used to work on plant physiology. So seeing like how strong and how much nutrition gets into the cranberry plant. And so we have different like systems and different like tech that we put on the cranberry bogs that monitor it. And there's a specific bog that was near Cape Cod and the wires kept getting chewed up. And so we kept trying to figure out what was chewing these wires? What's here? And then we came one day in July, and it was a fox. We saw it in the midday, and it was chewing up that wire, and it was eating some cranberries, and we had to chew it away. <laughs> that, now, that is wet. Well, I have to imagine <laughs> that wasn't that very dangerous? How close were these wires to the bog? The, the wires were actually like, uh maybe like 300 feet okay. long okay so it's actually pretty okay. far away and they're all like water okay. resistant okay. so okay. don't worry about the wires okay Caitlin, right. don't well, ask yeah. don't ask too many questions yeah. <laughs> it was fine it was um, all above board and so we actually we put a camera and we saw at night there were like seven different coyotes and foxes that were going out there and they were eating the wires there's cranberries all around the place why are you going for the wires maybe they think it's like spaghetti or something and yeah yeah or a nerd's rope that's closer to that's it they were like gotta get it 
coyotes famously love nerd groups. <laughs> they well it's they like sour candy is yeah. there it's like chocolate uh they can they could give or take it yeah. but like the sour candy i that's, i, that's I get coyotes. it though as someone who kind of, like i kind of have like some sensory issues um which is not this podcast is not helps um so i like when i see something novel like if there's cranberries in your environment all the time you're like Ugh, whatever i've had cranberries all day but if you see something novel in your environment yeah. you're like kind of want to yeah. chew on that it's gonna it's gonna be interesting on on yeah. my teeth yeah so was this over a period of time bj because i almost think like maybe because why would they eat the wire if the cranberries were right there maybe they really enjoyed having this back and forth with you and so they <laughs> you know did you ever think about you know that? what i never even thought about that but yes it was over the course of like three uh, months so that was like Maybe those were like the three best months of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have human friends. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, there's just like these bog guys and we love a bog. And like, you know, they just wanted to have like a little bog family. Oh, it's like yeah. Tag. yeah. They were very cute. I will give it that. that that's amazing. Are cute. <laughs> they are. Um, now, now these coyotes, did the, I'm trying to tie it into this movie. Did they... <laughs> Did they, because sometimes coyotes really like dynamite, or that's just one coyote this, in yeah, particular, yeah. <laughs> but maybe that, so maybe that coyote is from like the world of, of, of damn sharks and I don't know. And then, <laughs> Keelan. and then he, look, I think if you put the coyotes versus those sharks, those sharks are eating up all yeah, those coyotes. Yeah. yeah. Those sharks were those aggressive. Those sharks were aggressive. They also, they did not look like sharks. They look like dolphin eels um oh yeah <laughs> and i which is upsetting to me because i love sharks i hate eels like i they're one of the wettest animals but i like i to the point where i used to enjoy the podcast radio lab and then they did one episode on eels and i refused to listen to any <laughs> further episode wow. i know logically that they probably only did one episode on eels but i can't risk it because like it <laughs> no it was too I'm much with you we're putting radio lab on yeah. notice <laughs> yeah fuck radio lab like don't don't talk about eels for 45 minutes like at most talk to me about an eel for like one like there's been some headlines about how we don't know how eels reproduce um and that's enough that's it that's all i want to know i don't want to know I, I assume it's like it's like the opposite of the foxes where they just don't want to be caught on camera <laughs> Ugh, okay yeah. all right <laughs> yeah the sh but they were that animation was good i loved their the detail and now this again may be a thing about all of these kind of movies these sci-fi movies but since i haven't seen any in a while i don't know but in this movie they took great care to make sure they put water on the camera um, mm -hmm. Or at least like yes. fake water on the camera, more likely. Um, Lots of splash. Yeah, that was great. That just immerses you in it. It was like they were saying, we have to do this. Otherwise, this movie, we couldn't even go further into the movie unless yep. we yep. did this part of it. They, and it was was a subversion of expectation. I, I texted you, BJ. I was like, this is my favorite opening, like 10 second opening to a film ever. Because we see, like Jaws, we see a woman about to jump into the river. And you're like, okay, this is going to, she's going to jump in, swim around. And then it's, it's going to be like suspenseful music. And then she's going to get <laughs> eaten. 
<laughs> she jumps and mid-fall, the, yep. the shark, just like Free Willy, comes and just snatches her out. And it was just so delightful to me. Like, I, I think that I just don't like a slow burn opening. I like an opening where they're just like, this is... Yep. This is it. it. It's delightful. I loved. I loved all of the the acrobatics that the sharks did. I think. I think it was great. Look, yep. it was a fifteen foot <laughs> jump out of water, tomahawk slam down to the water. How can you not love that? It was fantastic. And yeah, then then there were other times where. It, the sharks would get so much air and then just like they never actually showed this which was a little disappointing to me but i think they implied that like if this is the person well okay the podcast you can't but but sophie and bj you can see me if the person's standing here and this is the shark it will like go up and then just like like a slam dunk just like yeah, right yeah. down on top of them and they i yep. liked them trying to imply that without showing it even um oh another part that was like that was towards the end when there's a couple who or there's the, uh, the a woman falls in who can't swim and she swims for a long time yeah when yep. she said she couldn't swim i was like she yep. swims more and like i couldn't do that and i know how to swim <laughs> and then after she's been exhausted from swimming a guy brings her to a the zipline yep. rope and is like yep. grab on and they like can't even really show like the camera angles can't even really show it happening because it's a thing that no human could ever do in real life <laughs> where forget the fact that she's so exhausted she wouldn't be able to do it forget that just let's assume she has enough energy from being submerged in water climbs up a person and then hoists her entire body up <laughs> up so that she's hanging off of the zip line like a spider monkey and i want to want to be very clear she is wearing uggs throughout this scene <laughs> which is my very prominent. my critical wet moment was a woman wearing uggs and a flannel shirt wrapped around a zip line and those uggs are wet and that is not a tactile you're gonna be slipping all over and i'm just like Mm -hmm. When have I ever seen, because Uggs are so prominent, like, not as much anymore, but, like, they were so big, and I I never see them in movies. Probably yeah. because, for a good reason, because they're not oh. aesthetically pleasing. But I was just like, finally, some, like, some good, yeah, some good Ugg representation. And could you imagine yeah. the soaking, like, the how much water they've soaked <laughs> up? Like, those Uggs must just have be filled with so much water because uh, yep. they're very puffy very puffy shoes and sophie you brought something up that i thought of throughout the entire film what time of year is this <laughs> because you have people who are in coats you have people that are in bathing suits yep. you have people that are in just light hoodies what is this oh man i yeah, I thought, again, this movie for me worked more as a satire of, like, tech culture and and layoffs and Oh, yeah, uh, so capitalism. let's talk more about that aspect of it, Sophie. Yeah, I loved it. And by it. let's, I mean you. Yep. <laughs> well, well, like, again, I because I, I, I wasn't expecting it, so, yeah. like, the jokes kind of uh, got to me. And I liked that there was sort of a tension in the movie that they didn't need to add that 70 people were about to get laid off. 
right. so many people who are not in the film. Right. Yeah. And so I liked that. And no, I think that the movie was trying to draw a parallel between the actions of the shark and the actions of Tanner Brooks in that Whoa. they're both trying to like maximize their profits uh, in, in a ruthless way. And I think that I wrote, I wrote down like, yeah, maybe the real sharks in the river making a dam of human body parts for their own gain is, is capitalist is, is your boss. <laughs> Can I say something about uh, John yes. Coleman? Yes. He's the one who's fighting Tanner the entire yes. time. He's like his personal idea mm -hmm. IT yep. guy. I don't know. But you're supposed to like be fighting for him and be like, he is great. He is sticking up for the yep. common man. But I got to tell you, I did not like him. I thought he was self-righteous yeah. and just not he was really, he was unlikable yeah i did not i did not like his character i think again we had such great rich rich female character <laughs> and we had carl oh carl was great uh, yeah i almost feel like and again this this may be a feature of other movies like this where they introduce characters and have you get somewhat attached to them for the kind of the sole purpose of like ripping them away from yes, you. Yeah. 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 And, and th that, what a great concept it's like, has to be part of these movies has to be in this movie. And like, even when you like, they make you root for them. Mm -hmm. Um, like the, uh, the executive assistant and the nerd guy who they, they all work for, um, a, a tech startup or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And like, so they're all nerds, but, but <laughs> this guy is the king nerd, yeah. I guess. Well, he is a vest. He is a sweater That's vest. That's right. Yeah, 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 and glasses. So so those two and their friend, Jorge, Jorge, Jorge yep. get uh, a little storyline where they, they go off and are supposed to get help. And so you kind of know that they're not going to yep. make it, but they... Oh, are they the C-plot? They're, the they're, they're like yeah. a C plot yeah. kind of romantic kind of love triangle kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Except it's not a triangle. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> it's just the two of them and Jorge is there. Yeah. Jorge's there and Jorge's pissed. Jorge's like the reason why we get this like triangle kind of uh, sense because yeah. yeah is because like Jorge Jorge doesn't want I don't think he wants his nerd friend taken away from him. Even I though guess. he was giving him advice oh. of how to get her. Oh yeah, he her. was. Yeah, Jorge's motivations was not. Jorge's a complicated yeah. character. He really is. I know you're in pain, but I think you're stronger than you think you are. What you did back there for Jolene, none of us could have done that. You held it together, and I need you to hold it together now. <laughs> he really yeah. is and so they have you like root for these characters and you watch them go through so much together and oh they survive only to like not survive right, right. in the end um and i i for <laughs> no reason yes for no reason and that's why the like the reason is like just so they can do it um right. and and i do love that i love yeah. that part of it that like because when you watch this movie if if all of them survived and we didn't right. get to watch the sharks ripping everybody apart that would be we would be so disappointed i think that the kill yeah. count is part of what people enjoy in this movie right like the number mm. the the kills and how it happens um yeah. 
Lots of yeah. heads. Lots of the uh, whatever taken off the head. Yes. And then the blood squirts out, oh, which is great. The way that the blood looked in the water was so was so fake. Like, honestly, like, again, this is like more than 20 years after uh, vampires, vampire blood shooting out of, I don't I shouldn't compare this to the Lost Boys. But yeah, it definitely looked like it was like some kind of delicious, like creamy, creamy blood filling. Like, because the water didn't look like water either, but it looked delicious to me. Yeah. Yes. It definitely did. And so I didn't put this together, but only because I don't know why I, I would have eventually put this together. I'm sure that, yeah, there, there I'm sure there's a parallel between uh, the sort of things they're saying about like corporate yeah. life and capitalism and the fact that like the sharks are building something from human bodies, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so much like Snowpiercer. <laughs> We know that the solution is to fucking blow it all up. <laughs> blow up the dam. Blow Always up is. the dam. Yep. yep. And then there is that meat explosion. Yep. And so let's just give, you know, give a few minutes to just talk about this meat explosion, mm-hmm. you know? But there was two meat it meat explosions there were two there were two yeah i would yeah. say the one at the at the very end was was bigger yes. yeah but yeah it was literally raining carcasses yes and the sounds that were happening when that was raining down i was like this like turn it all the way up i just need to close my eyes and just like listen to these goofy sounds got props to the foley artists of oh, these yeah. films mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so my question is is they did that and they also well they thought they killed all of the yeah. individual sharks because like at first they were blowing up the dam with the intention like oh these sharks are they don't suck and Stop. they don't have complex yeah. motivations they just need to get back to the sea but then they find out no they've intentionally created a bottleneck so that they can feed on um people so like them blowing it up they also needed to kill the the individual sharks or were they gonna get sucked out to sea like <laughs> i don't know i hadn't thought about that till just now that like yeah they didn't need to blow up the dam and kill all the they sharks. They just needed to kill all the sharks. But I think y'all are thinking too, too <laughs> heavy about it. You gotta blow shit up, you know? They do. Ha- they do. You do. They really do. Yes. Can we talk about Carl? Yes. Yes. For, for yeah. how... At oh, the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That killed, that killed <sighs> me. It literally killed it Carl, liter- but yeah. it killed me Ooh. too. I thought for sure he would survive. Yeah. Well, not for sure, but I thought... They're gonna let us have that, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'd much prefer to have him at the end than than John Paul. Oh yeah. But what are you gonna do? It was literally two minutes. He just needed two <laughs> minutes. He nope. did. Nope. And also, also Kenny at the end. So, oh, uh, another critical what moment was when Kenny accidentally uh, punctures the oh, raft yeah. Yeah. with the bow and arrow, and that noise, <laughs> that squeaky noise, getting let out. I was like, yes. This is so good. I love so most of our movies have that sound in it somewhere. And then Kenny gets like what I was watching as kind of like a redemption moment mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. where he decides to go back in. But I was like, what does he why does he need a redemption arc? Mm-hmm. He's like help them survive. Yep. And like yep. he, he's done a lot for yeah. them. He didn't. But and but yet they gave it to him yes, anyway. Yeah. And he died. And when he goes in, he doesn't even do anything. No. <laughs> no. He did. I 
know. I was like, oh, you didn't need to. Yeah. yeah, I it's sad. It's I'm sad that Carl got eaten because again, he's just like he really elevated this movie. He's really I would describe his actor as like and I mean this in the best way, if like Jeff Bridges was raised in like a Coles. That's that's kind of the energy. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> or like or like he's he's Olive Garden um Jack, like Jack Nicholson. Like he's amazing, but he's still in this movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where he's he's got the gravitas yeah, he's got of that these guys voice mm-hmm. and yet he finds himself at you know, at a Chili's, yes, at an Olive yes, Garden, yeah, at yeah. um, yeah, at a Coles. <laughs> That's my favorite analogy. <laughs> I was not thinking that Coles or Olive Garden were going to come <laughs> into this. Yeah. We we surprise ourselves every episode. Oh yeah, I mean, let well, let's talk about there are food franchise restaurant franchise franchises and like big box stores that are wetter than others. Of course, I think. Olive Garden's very wet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chili's to me is wet, but TGI Friday's is dry. I think that checks out. Yeah. I would say... Long John Silver's. That's wet. Wet (laughs) wet as hell. Strikes me as wet, yeah. It's like the name, just being aggressively like, we just sell fish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Fast food. Fast food We sell seafood. Yeah. Taco Bell's wet. But Pizza Hut is dry, or maybe it's—I don't know. Maybe Taco Bell's mm-hmm. wet. It's a dry, and Pizza Pizza Hut is wet. You know what's dry? Subway. Subway. Subway's is dry. very dry. Subway's dry. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. I think anywhere where you have to assemble, like you have to choose what goes into it, is dry. That stresses me out. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can't go. To I those. know. I was. I'm. All, I always wish they would just give me a fixed menu yeah. of, of just let me pick a number don't don't l- have me build this from the ground up it's like the worst type of buffet yes yeah, yeah. where someone judges you for your yes choice. turkey really because i don't know i don't know what the flavor the food flavors go to go well together I, that's why i came exactly. to a restaurant yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying like if i knew what i wanted to eat i would just have made it at home <laughs> Have y'all ever had a shark sandwich? I've no. never had shark. Ooh, let me tell you. Any, like, Caribbean, specifically, like, Jamaican restaurants, Ooh. they have, like, smaller sharks, maybe two feet, three feet. And that, I gotta tell you, look, I understand we gotta fish responsibly, but when it's fish responsibly, shark meat sandwich is excellent. Uh, now, oh. now I gotta try it, because, like... And I, yeah, I will because I, there's like not a lot of things I don't like food wise. <laughs> so I'll probably like it. I'm looking forward That's, to that. No, I would love to try it because I, because also after I know, and they, they put this as like a PSA during chart week where it's like, we kill like millions and millions of sharks and they kill like five of us. But yeah. after watching this, this movie, it's like, yeah, it goes both ways. Let me try a little bit. Like if we taste yeah. good, then see see how the shark tastes but um, yeah. how would you describe the meat of a shark very flavorful mm-hmm. i would say it's not delicate but it's not okay. heavy it's just perfect Ooh. it's Ooh. the perfect consistency for seafood okay okay yeah i right. i get what you're saying yeah i'm i want to try it now yeah i'm 
very yeah. exciting. Make sure it's a Caribbean restaurant, though. I don't okay. know what the other places are doing, but Caribbeans, the Jamaican restaurants, they're doing it right. They're doing it okay. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that that would, again, finding someone who does it resp- responsibly. Yeah, and also our, our listeners, also, if you're going to eat shark responsibly, like, we don't want this podcast to be further endangering any species. I mean, I like... That's been one of our goals of the podcast. It was like, let's not add anything to the endangered species list. Hey, we supported in the previous episode, we said making protein jelly squares from cockroaches <laughs> was a good idea. We both said that would that's sustainable. And we would try it. I would try mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't just try it. I hope to eat <laughs> one someday. I do. I go think the they list. would I just don't think I just want to be like Chris Evans. What are you really complaining about? Like what they, it, it, it probably tastes fine, but so anyway. <laughs> but anyway, it, it does seem that that a shark sandwich would be sounds very delicious. Yeah. And, <laughs> I really just have one last critical what moment okay. that we haven't talked about, yeah. and that's there's a moment where two guys i don't really know how they're i think they're like not even at the retreat i think they're just mm-hmm. two guys who are fishing it's um so i'm talking about oh, the two the characters plot. yep yeah yeah <laughs> so these are the two fishing guys and one of them yes yeah one of them <laughs> takes out a big floppy stringy raw like half a chicken and just like puts it on a fish hook and oh not a fish hook uh, like a grappling hook. Yep. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. A huge yep. hook. Like, yeah, that's like right. That whaling. was way bigger than a fish. And it's on like stain-linked chains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did they have that? But I, it, I'm glad they did because the, them just like hooking that raw <laughs> and there is raw meat. Raw meat is in like almost every single one of these movies. Even ones you wouldn't think like Blade, like you wouldn't think, but there's just dead meat carcasses everywhere just in one part but yeah that that's definitely a a, if there's not a sewer tube in the movies we watch there's going to be a raw meat carcass yeah that's just that that is perhaps one a fundamental rule of what movies yeah it's got to be one or the other or both if there be no sewer tube a raw dead meat carcass you shall choose Famous, famous old sailor's line. About I've heard it. Um, that scene. So, yeah, he puts that huge hook, like, appropriate for 19th century whaling, into the water. <laughs> and those sharks, I guess, you don't see it, pick it up and, like a javelin, throw it back <laughs> and hook him from the mouth, which, again, very apropos, and pull him into the water. Yep. Right through the neck. Oh, right it was through, so yeah. gory. It was. That was one of the more gorier parts. So maybe maybe they used their tail. We don't know how. Maybe these these sharks were smart. Maybe they they have thumbs. I don't know. I would have liked to get a sense of how many sharks we were right. dealing with. Right. I yeah. never really got that sense. And like how how big they well, we kind of got how big yeah. they were or like what they what they really looked like. How yeah. How did you think they were, BJ? I think there were seven on camera, but there were three others that we never got to really see. Okay. Right. right. And we also 
We know that like they created two dams, right? Yes. Yeah. There were probably yeah, the when they it, obviously there needs to be the little the little reveal at the end that's like oh they might be still fucked because they didn't really kill all of them and i kind of expected that they weren't going to kill all of them yeah. but but even when they thought they killed all of them i was like how do you know they had like there are probably still a bunch of sh- you killed all of them in this immediate area right here but yeah i i do love that these movies end with both a big triumph and then immediately taking that away from you Mm -hmm. and then immediately cutting to the credits Mm -hmm. all within like three seconds yeah (laughs) it was very swift from pure action to end yes Yes. yeah they were like we we gotta go we gotta go starting it sg1 is starting in like three minutes (laughs) we gotta wrap this up we're playing we're playing the same episode a rerun for the 80th time but we got we gotta give it to the people yep i also saw that the movie is an hour and 20 minutes which i think means that it's not technically a movie it's a visual (laughs) offering yeah i would agree i think this is the shortest i think it's slightly shorter than halloween town but definitely the one of the shortest movies we've done i i would agree with that term it is a visual a visual offering a visual cacophony at times mm-hmm. a smattering yeah. of visuals yep a charcuterie board of visuals <laughs> that's exact that is the most accurate i think a salvo of limbs <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, beautiful some poetry so with that uh do we want to Keanu's like been poking his head around the corner for a while now. So I just got to, Hey, I think, yeah, you can ask now. (gasps) You don't, you don't have any holes. Nope. I can go first. Again, I thought this movie. So yeah, it did have some scenes where they, they sexualized one, one woman, but I think it was kind of like devoid of any sexuality, which is fine. Like I didn't need that. I didn't need yeah. this to be like a sexy movie. However, and so that was maybe a whole. However, the scene I loved then, therefore, is like when um, Stella, they need a part of her shirt. So she rips out a part of her shirt. And you see like such a tame section of her mid- midriff. You see like it's not even Natalie Portman and Attack of the Clones. It's like <laughs> it's just it's not even a crop top. It's just like her belly, like a little bit of her belly button. And then the guy, just like uh, the main guy that we ha- we hate, just like freaks out. He's just like he just like stares at. He's like, what? He creams his pants. <laughs> he creams his oh, pants. He is like sure. he is just like it's just like he cannot handle uh, like a woman's navel. <laughs> it is. It was that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> and like I guess that's a hole, a belly button hole. So um, I looked away. Or I I was looking away from the screen at that moment when when she must have torn her shirt yeah. because I just like heard him reacting <laughs> so strongly to it and then I was like wait what's going on and I looked back and like could not figure out I couldn't even see what part of her shirt and then it all just went so fast that I was like I I didn't rewind it but I was like I don't know what just happened yeah. so right. I'm glad you clarified yeah. that and me. Kaylin and as as we know belly buttons are holes there caitlin in one of our first episodes um i needed to clarify that the belly button isn't an open orifice within one's body and I that's just why i think that like 
if you if you like shrunk down on like a molecular level or like you shrunk down really tiny like magic school bus style and you went into a belly button you could just like keep going in and then you'd eventually like be inside of the person but sophie tells me that that you couldn't do that yeah so i think so that's why we have this whole section because uh we discovered both that the belly button is a hole and is not a hole in the way that Caitlin thinks it is. Yeah. As yeah. far as I know, I'm not a doctor. Caitlin, I like your idea. Thank you, just, right? Just for whimsicalness. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <sighs> but yeah, so I guess my hole in this movie, a surprising one, was this is a surprising part. So they they realize they need to lure the last of the sharks to them in order to kill them and they're like okay well they get they're drawn by blood where are we going to get blood and then kenny the the himbo guy is like yeah where are we going to get it and stella grabs kenny's hand and just bites it and it obviously starts bleeding. And when that happened, I was like, that's bizarre that you would just bite a person's hand. But then I didn't realize until later when Kenny puts it underwater and the camera shows all of the blood coming out and gets in on his hand. It's a huge gash. She like took skin with it and had to have like chomped down on that. Like it was a big old gash that she bit. Kenny was bleeding a lot. Enough for <laughs> that a puncture or an injury on his hand changed the color of water in a rushing river. Yes. So that was a big <sighs> flesh hole that, that I was that, genuinely surprised by. Well, Caitlin, there was actually an E-plot where they explained <laughs> that Stella is a vampire. So oh, yeah. they cut it. They cut it because, again, Stargate SG-1 is on yeah. at, at 10 o'clock. So they but, had to cut and it. That's, but... And you knew that you looked that up so and of that's course. why you like this movie so <laughs> much i'm aware of every single even yeah. if a vampire just cameos for five seconds yeah. i'm like i gotta watch the movie uh so my yep. hole is the <laughs> f plot which was skylar and the zip line the couple <gasps> oh yes. yeah <laughs> so we referenced it a little bit earlier but uh-huh. skylar is the woman and she drops in the boyfriend makes it out and he's just running, right? Yeah. And he's not running particularly <laughs> fast. Like his <laughs> partner is in the water. There's sharks around and he's kind of just doing a light She job. cannot swim. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he can't swim. <laughs> and so finally he goes on the zip line. He grabs her up like Caitlin said. The whole thing happens. Of course he gets yeeted. Right, a shark comes, jumps, get his him out. Skylar sees this whole thing. She just needs to like haul ass and get to the shore. <laughs> and she's just like, I can't do it. I can't. Oh, my leg is dangling. I can't do anything. And of course, she gets you to do. She yeah, that totally happened. And they like zoom in on her face as she's getting eaten as they like come up and grab her and i was like that was the most terrifying moment to me was i was like they're showing us her face while a shark is just like she's mostly in the shark's mouth like we're watching this is where i was like we're watching the moment of a person's death this is this is affecting me Damn. Um, but yeah that that terror in her eyes i think is a hole that i yeah is this the moment that you've is this a movie that you 
has made you most grapple with your own mortality, Caitlin? Like, more than the fly? I think yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> I know that, like, that's what the whole point of the fly was, to, like, to comment on that. But this is a whole lot more about the fragile nature of humanity. Yeah. You know? Is that at any point a shark can just, yeah, again yeet out of the water and, and grab you off from Wait, even when you're ziplining from all yeah. angles nope. these sharks can just swallow yeah. you whole we, they above underneath the side yeah. every yeah. yeah so should we uh, issue some verdicts yes do you do either of you know who grand moff tarkin is i have no clue yes from star wars yes he's the really dry guy played by peter cushing in the first star wars movie he's oh, he's yep. uh the right hand man to uh darth vader and yes. he says like not after we demonstrate the power of this station in a way you have determined the choice of the planet that will be destroyed first since you are reluctant to provide us with the location of the rebel base, I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. Um, and he blows up Alderaan. So his name, his character's name is Grand Moff Tarkin. And I think that this movie is as wet as Grand Moff Runoff. And so what I'm talking about is like Grandma run off those goopy bits all dripping down his face. Uh, and that's pretty wet, I guess, because he's really dry. Like, this movie wasn't one of the wettest movies I've ever seen. So Grandma Tarkin is really dry, but then there's, like, this is Grandma Runoff. So there's, like, thick runoff juice just, like, dripping down his face in all the crevices of his uh, wrinkles because he's old and it's, like, all getting in there and running off of him and just just pooling on the floor around him, just that Grandma Runoff. So that's how wet this movie is. <laughs> okay. I would give this a half Niagara Falls level of wetness. It was that's a lot very of wetness. Specific. And Ooh. it was flushing towards you a lot. There yeah. were points where it was a little dry, but it was still always rushing. So a half Niagara. Yeah, Niagara, like half of Niagara is still just like so wet even half of it i yeah i get what you're saying oh yeah it's very long it's not as big as victoria but it's very long yes yeah i i think that's definitely fair i uh, so i would say this movie is wet as the cast of battlestar galactica doing a stage version of the 2009 finale at a tesla corporate retreat I also went Star Wars in the middle of the forest of Endor. Okay, that's a okay. I'll explain that's like it. Basically, what this movie is. <laughs> that's basically what it was. So, Battlestar Galactica is a fairly wet, goopy show on sci-fi. However, I don't think this movie is as wet as Battlestar. Um, so, I think it's a staged version of oh, Battlestar. Right. Okay. Like the acting's still really good, but it doesn't have like people waking up in the middle of goop pods. Mm -hmm. And Tesla again, the sort of the wet commentary on on douchey uh, tech guys, and uh, yeah, and, and there, but there's also a sense of a sense of danger that at any minute this whole forest could explode and just just Ewok parts everywhere. Ah! 
just raining down, raining down raining on you. Their, their little, their little heads. Yeah. And you gotta watch out for that Ewok poop because you might step in it. That was also part of this movie. Um, that was a wet moment when he was like, "These are cow patties. Don't step in it." Yep. And then someone steps in it. And it's like Whoosh. immediately. Um, That's yeah. foreshadowing, folks. Oh yeah. <laughs> This episode brought to you by Carl's Deer Meat. Yeah, I did some stuff and the FBI wants me and I don't have a landline phone or a cell phone, but don't worry about what I did in the 1970s. Just buy my deer meat. This has been a production of Mess and Finesse, a comedy label based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. If you want to hear more of this program or shows like this, please send us an email at admin at messandfinesse.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at M-E-S-S-A-N-D-F-I-N-E-S-S-E dot com. And for more content, directory of programs, or information on live shows and comedy classes, please visit messandfinesse.com or follow us at Mess and Finesse on social media. Thank you for listening.